Hey everyone, here. welcome to the 115th episode of Bouncing Back, a video series meant to give people who have been laid off during COVID-19 an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. And this is the 73rd episode as part of my partnership with the Avail List, an unbelievable website that spotlights all the amazing talent in the ad industry who are ready to get back to work. For this episode, we have Ben Creekmore, who's actually currently a freelance copywriter at Laundry Service, but in addition to you know doing that, is looking for you know potentially a, a full-time role whether it's at laundry service or outside of that. So really happy to, to have you on, Ben. Yeah, thanks a lot for doing this, Matt. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, of course. Maybe just start off by telling everyone how you've been dealing with the last year, where you are now, and how you've been keeping busy. Uh, I'm doing a lot better with dealing with it now. Uh, I would say for most of last year, I got I just got really super consumed with the job hunt, you know, understandably, but, you know, started uh, doing a better job of attaching. I you know, just try to take care of myself, exercise quite a bit and looking for side projects as well, you know, filling out the book however I can, even if it's outside of work. What kind of side projects have you been doing? Uh, I actually, I did one last year um, when Nowhere was hiring and I worked with a old art director of mine, Twee Truong, and it actually did well. I mean, it got some press, so I was really stoked about that and Right now, we're, we're really just just trying to figure out what we're doing. I mean, we literally just met like last week, so we don't exactly have a brief insight, but we're getting a list together of possible you know brands to do stuff for. Yeah, awesome. Maybe, maybe tell everyone a little bit about yourself, how you got into advertising, clients you've worked on, where you've worked. Uh, sure. Um, I originally... Well, originally, I originally went to a really small ad school based out of San Diego, uh, San Diego Portfolio Studio back in late 2017. I took a few classes. I, you know, photoshopped a little book together after about five months and then, you know, got an internship at uh, RPA. Well, actually, I'll backtrack. I Advertising has always interested me ever since I was a little kid. I remember like a teacher asked me, what would you like to do when you grow up? I, I must have been like eight or nine. And I was like, I think making Super Bowl commercials would be really, really cool. I mean, other kids, I think, had very much different answers, but that always stuck with me. And then when I was around 29, 30, I went, you know, decided to do a portfolio school. I'd looked into interning before, not really knowing what I was doing, and everybody was mentioning portfolio schools. But, um, yeah, I interned at RPA for eight months, loved it, worked on Honda, Arco, you know, regional client, AMPM. And, you know, at the end of it all, I was told you need to get like a real book together. So I dedicated the next year and a half of my life to getting a good book together. And, and then COVID hit. So it did a lot of piecemeal freelance during that time. And then I ended up at Wonderman Thompson in Austin working primarily on Dell. We did a lot of new business pitches as well. So did those for like Burger King, VW, Love Soap, um, a couple of like international clients that aren't really as you know, prevalent in the U.S. And then within a few months after that contract, uh, I freelanced over at Shite Day, which was amazing. That was a place I always wanted to work at, you know, from the start and worked on Blue Diamond and QuickBooks there. And right now I'm currently working on Kind Bar and, um, sorry, Luminous Diamonds. Luminous Diamonds was a very different client for me. High-end diamonds, it's awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's always nice keeping the mind fresh with, you know, clients from, you know, from all over just to 
you know, train your brain to think differently and, and come up with all these different voices, et cetera. So it's so really nice. How have you been getting these freelance opportunities? Uh, I'll be honest, reaching out on LinkedIn like crazy, sending emails. Um, if you're if you're a recruiter and you know my name, I you have probably seen my name a couple of times throughout the past year. So yeah, just reaching out a lot, um, reaching out to my mentors, just, you know, getting their take on things. I'm always, you know, also finding people that do the kind of work that I really want to do, looking for honest feedback on things and getting their take on things. And yeah, just reaching out a lot, uh, starting your hunt for a junior job uh, at the beginning of pandemic. Definitely. It's a felt like kind of a little bit of a different beast than what I was, you know, forewarned about in school. So yeah, just had to be extra aggressive with it. Which makes, makes sense. Well, yeah. what are you looking for in your next role? An opportunity to learn and to really work with people who are as driven to do this as I am, as passionate about as I am. I just, I know to make the best, you have to surround yourself with the best. So I'm really focusing on that. Uh, yeah. Place to be challenged, which I have been, I have been within these freelance roles. Um, been working on a lot of really fun work and yeah, just a opportunity to make really cool stuff. Do you enjoy, I mean, do you enjoy freelancing or, oh, you know, maybe rather full-time or doesn't matter? I'd much rather full-time. Freelance was never part of the plan ever. Um, those have just been more prevalent. I, you know, I've been interviewing the whole time throughout the pan. I mean, Sorry, I say like first like six months, I, I couldn't get an interview for any full-time or really full-time hour freelance work. But definitely I've been shooting for full-time the whole time, but freelance has been much more prevalent. Yeah, and, and what are some of your best qualities? I would say persistence. Persistence is definitely something I, I would definitely, I'm very confident in saying that. Relentless. I, I would I would say that as well. Competitive and teachable. I'm always looking for people that make the kind of work that I want to do and asking them, you know, asking them for feedback, how they got there. I'm I'm truly a nerd when it comes to this. I have a couple of one show annuals right next to me. I order one every couple of weeks. And you know, even outside of work, I'm always looking at the stuff. Just I love it. Yeah, I think that's important. You have to be a little bit of a nerd that's you know really important and you have to be persistent in this industry you know you gotta you gotta push through certain ideas if you really have a love for them or really confident that they'll work and and i think the combination of being like you were saying you know super you know open to learn but also competitive is are kind of two things that go great because you have to be competitive in this industry but you also can't be stubborn and got to be open to learning and and being able to you know take on new things and take constructive criticism. So I think that's all, you know, really important. And I think that got me far and I'm sure get, you know, most people far is that kind of perfect combination. Do you yeah. Have a, and go for it. Oh, well, I, I know that, you know, doing this, all, all this through the pandemic has definitely helped, you know, build a little bit more thick skin. So, you know, I've known that I have to be more, more persistent for sure especially with last year, how everything was going last year with the job hunt. You know, of course I have to detach from it at times, you know, I can't let it completely consume me, but you know, when it comes to, I mean, even getting creative with the job search, you know, what's an email headline that's going to get a hold of people, you know, it's, uh, 
Yeah, I, I'm very, very eager when it comes to feedback. I have to, you know, thank God for deadlines. Otherwise, I'd work on it forever. <laughs> so yes, I think, you know, again, just just persistency is really, really important. Mm -hmm. Do you have a, a favorite project that you've worked on? Yes, I would say two. Um, one was a pitch that I actually made as an intern. Um, my art director, Sam McKinney, and I did a pitch for UNICEF that we, I want to say my internship was done maybe about two months later from when we started it. And we, we didn't, I mean, we thought it was pretty much done after we left, but I came to find out a year and a half later, um, the agency had still been pitching it. They really, really liked it. So I was really stoked on that. And um, the title of the project is Traffic King. And it's something that I always get good compliments on in my book. The other one was a side project or something last year that we, uh, yeah, I mean, I had never, I didn't have anything else in my book that wasn't done outside of, you know, the typical kind of agency atmosphere. And it, it did, went beyond what I expected with it. Um, and yeah, I mean, it definitely something that I've been told really stands out in my book. So I would, I would say those two. Um, I've done, you know, quite a bit of produced work as well for agencies, but those were big idea, big campaigns. Um, you know, I'd say the, the UNICEF one is one that I, I do feel like if it, I'm pretty confident, I've been told this, that if it gets, if it were to get out there, it would, it would do, it would get a lot of attention. So th those are my favorite too, for sure. Yeah, that, that's great. And what will a company be getting if they did, you know, reach out and hire you full time? Like I said, uh, relentless. I, I can say without a doubt that, you know, I'm always willing to go the extra mile that, you know, I'm very conceptual. I'm very much perfectionist when it comes to writing. I put a lot, I work really, really hard. And, you know, someone that really, really wants to grow, grow with the place. I mean, I'm, I'm really looking for a place now to kind of lay a foundation. That, that That's really what I want. You know, get on a lot of good projects, work with good people, people that are as curious as I am about this, people that really, yeah, just want to make great work. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the dream. Right? I agree. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a you know dream of mine for a while. And I mean, I'm doing it now. You know, I'm working at, you know, some pretty good agencies, but definitely in a full-time role for consistency because, I mean, freelance is great. You know, it, it pays well, but um, consistency is definitely a goal. Totally. And tell me about your sense of humor. I, I saw that you like, you know, writing, writing some comedy spots, et cetera. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I pretty irreverent. I mean, in normal day conversations with my friends, I, I, I generally, my sense of humor with people that I just meet and my friends are, I mean, that like most people is different, but you know, I know a, one piece in our book, um, it was the container storm. And that one was, that one was especially fun. It was, uh, we just went for just out there. I mean, that was an idea that came pretty organically and we had a lot of fun with that one. My sense of humor is it's borderline immature for sure. <laughs> um, probably hasn't changed much in a very long time so you know i try to bring that voice into some of my work and yeah just try to bring a piece of myself into each piece of work even the more serious stuff i i really just 
you know, just you want to bring something that people stuff stuff they don't expect because you know so much of advertising is expected. I mean, I, I was actually I was with a friend uh, a few days ago and we were watching TV together, and an ad came on, and he said that. I mean, he hates advertising, and he was saying that these ads make him feel attacked, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I just started laughing. I mean, you know, you know, they all know what I do, but you know, for me, it's a. Uh, yeah, you know, it, I I know that no matter what I make, most people aren't excited to see my work. Like I know at CDs, you know, they have. I mean, we all have a million things to do. Regular, you know, people outside of advertising CDs that are going to look at my book or my work, they're not going into it thinking, oh, I, oh, oh, you know, oh, you know, I, I can't wait for you know what Dodge is going to do next. Like I can't wait to see you know what Snickers is going to do next. Unless it's a Super Bowl, that's like the one exception. But like with whatever I'm doing, I, I, I always think about that. Like nobody is looking forward to seeing this. So how do I amuse them enough or make them care, you know, make them go, oh, shit, you know. So I, I consider that with everything I do. I know, obviously, you know, projects, you know, I'm not everything obviously is going to be a Super Bowl spot. But I always take that into consideration with what I do. Totally. How does your work play off culture? I saw that you kind of, you know, are always trying to bring the two together. Oh, well, thanks. Thanks. I, I just try to keep, keep up to date with things. It's, it's very, it can be very easy to get so consumed in this, you know, advertising. I mean, advertising is based on, I mean, it's, it's all plays off culture. It, it can't live in a bubble. So, you know, within my work, I try to tap into different things, culture. I mean, I know I have uh, ones that are more cause related. So I, I really look at, you know, what, what's it, what's something that, even if it's, you know, something within our culture or globally, you know, that could really use, that needs help. And yeah, just kind of looking, seeing what makes people tick. I mean, especially with social now, I mean, that's such a monster and it's always evolving. It's, it changes month to month. Uh, I mean, I started going to college when Facebook first came out. Who would have expected any of that? Yeah. Um, and I agree. I mean, I, I tried doing the same, bringing culture in. A lot of times it is just keeping up with, with digital and social and keep, you know, being a part of the conversation. Like you said, no one gives a shit about most of the work, but if you can loop mm -hmm. it into a bigger cultural conversation or something that's trending, it just helps, you know, the work serve a little bit more of a purpose. Oh yeah. And a lot of it too is, uh, you know, how do we create a conversation rather than taking away from it? You know, like, you know, I mean, you know, like with, you know, video spots, like people are talking, uh, I mean, I'm sure we've all been in the room when a good ad comes on and we might be the only people looking at it, <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, people are, I mean, everybody watching this stuff has a million different things going on. So, you know, how do we create a conversation rather than just interrupting people? And it's tough. I mean, my, I mean, you know, I mean, I know most of advertising is sausage making, you know, it, it's, you know, but yeah, it, it's a, uh, how do we make really impactful work? Totally. What do you do outside of work? Uh, I work out a lot. I've always needed that. You know, I feel like I need at least I need an hour out of the day just to be an animal, get out of the, you know, the normal routine. And actually, I read a lot of comics. I, I got really, really into that. Oddly enough, it took me till I was around 31, 32. And then I, you know, just developed a love for comics. Um, yeah, so I do a lot of that. Also, just trying to get outside a lot more, especially during all this time. I mean, actually, I, I started getting out more during the pandemic because you know, I'm just, I'm at home all day working. So I, I really try to get a lot of outside time and socialize where I can. And awesome. yeah, just 
Got to get it. Got to get out there. Totally. Get, you know, I love the work, but obviously it's uh, you need a lot of that outside stimuli. Yeah, need to step away and stay sane. Otherwise, it's it's easy to just get consumed in all this. Mm-hmm. Right. The last question, really, for me is if there's a dream agency, brand, client, someone you want to give a little shout out to. The top agencies. Uh, I mean. So for the sake of brevity, I'll keep it short with that because I could go on a, you know, definitely a bigger list. But I would say, I mean, where you work, BBDO has always been a dream. McCann, Droga 5, and Wyden Kennedy, New York. Such a such a legacy of amazing work. Just iconic work. I mean, I mean, you guys with Snickers, McCann with MasterCard. I mean, the stuff they've done this past few years is amazing. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, Droga 5, Widen, I mean, they've just, I mean, they all just make really, I mean, they make work that uh, to me at times goes beyond advertising. I mean, and the fact you guys did Snickers so long ago, I mean, like that, that, that is long lasting. I mean, I, you know, I remember reading, uh, Ogilvy said maybe he had like four really great ideas, ideas that like went like multi-generational, like, I mean, to make that is the dream. 100%. And I would also definitely say mischief is on there. You know, they just started, but their, their work. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, a lot of their work to me, it's, uh, it, it's, it's the stuff that you think is too crazy to make it. <laughs> and you see it and you're like, Whoa, how did this go through? <laughs> but you're like, like, how, like, how did this go through? But I mean, I love it. I mean, I, I love that kind of work. I mean, I hope that, you know, recruiters and CDs that look at my book can tell that that's the kind of work I really want to do. Um, you know, we all want to do that. Um, I would think, but yeah, I would say those are definitely my top ones right now. And yeah, I, um, yeah. Can't go wrong with anyone on that list. So no, no, no. Those are, you know, top tier. I mean, I've, I've been at BBDO for almost seven years. I love it, but also all the agencies you mentioned, you know, doing great work, all of them at, at the top of their game. So hopefully this helps ignite one of one of those agencies to reach out. But thank you. Thank you. This was this was my first podcast. So I was like just doing my best not to ramble because obviously when you talk about advertising, yeah, I'll tell you, if you talk about advertising, heavy metal or comic books, I can talk at infinitum. <laughs> so well, good good to know and appreciate you, you know, taking the time to hop on and, and do this. Of course, Matt. Yeah. Th- thank you very, very much again for doing this. Uh, really appreciate everything you all are doing. Of course. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Uh, I would say by email or even LinkedIn. I'm, I'm, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Um, yeah. In my email, should I drop the email on here? Yeah. Why not? Okay. Yeah. It's b.creekmore. It's my last name. 412 at Gmail. Awesome. And I'll or LinkedIn. Stuff when I... yeah, I'm, 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 I'm very, I'm very, on top of those, especially during all this. I mean, I've, you know, during the pandemic, it's the, you know, I've had to send a lot of messages. So I, I keep track of them very well. Awesome. And I'll tag all that stuff, but that's a, a wrap for the 115th episode of Bouncing Back. If you know anyone who wants to sell themselves to recruiters looking for talent in the ad industry, have them shoot me a note at malow930 at gmail.com. And you can listen to these episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Bouncing Back and Advertising. And of course, make sure to check out the availist.com for a large list of people who are ready to get back to work in the ad industry. Thanks so much, ma'am. Thank you.